This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning television program. Those that are watching on social media, welcome, or listening on Warning Radio or Shortwave, welcome. I'm going to continue on a subject that I've been speaking, different titles. A couple weeks ago, I spoke on understanding the times of change with a strategy for victory. Last week, the season of bondage and deliverance. And now today, the seasons from bondage to freedom to victories. Again, the season from bondage to freedom to victories. We're in our college chapel here at World Ministries International. It's a live audience. And I have some little children and a baby. So, uh, not me, but uh, (laughs) they're in the audience. Okay, here we go. A season of bondage and hard labor. Now, you might want to go to my website, www.worldministries.org, if you did not catch the first two weeks. It's like a building block, and let me tell you, very important. Sometimes we go through seasons because of the sins of our predecessors or the answers to prayers made by someone before we were even born. The Hebrews were in slavery and bondage in Egypt over 400 years. Probably most of the people had no clue why they were going through this horrible season, and neither could they now control it. All they could do was to look to God and cry and repent for their sins, hoping God would hear their prayers, forgive them, and deliver them from the afflictions they were suffering under the hands of Egyptians. Their old pharaoh died. Several pharaohs died. But the one that knew and loved Joseph was dead. He was kind to the Hebrews, allowing them to prosper, and now a new pharaoh was ruling Egypt. He forgot all that Joseph had done for them. This new king had no love for the Hebrews took action and policies against them to make their life hard, and they suffered much under his rulership. President Trump is gone. He was kind and good to the people of God, both Christians and the nation of Israel. Both nations prospered and were blessed. But now President Biden rules America, and he has forgotten that Judeo-Christian values and morality is what truly made America great. Now he is rejecting all that is holy to God and supporting sins of abomination. He supports same-sex marriage, LGBT, sodomy, abortion, the enemies of God in Israel, etc. He is making policies that is destroying America, flooding it with illegal aliens, 
increasing taxes. His policies have caused the people to suffer with inflation, exorbitant gasoline costs. And the Christians that speak the truth are under threat. He's plotting to remove America from serving the true God into hedonism, which leads us and led the Romans to self-destruction. That was what happened to the Romans. Hedonism, a myriad of gods, self-pleasure, serving self. Exodus 3, 7 through 8, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians to bring them up from that land to good and large land, a land flowing with milk and honey, to place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezzanites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites. Note, it is not stated why it took 400 years for the people to repent and cry out to God. There were different pharaohs during those years, whether they were too comfortable during most of that time for the people to want to change seasons and move into the promises of God uh, that he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, their forefathers, is unclear. Egypt was a land of wickedness, riches, idolatry, covetousness, oppression, cruelty, world security, and fleshly lust. It was a land of idolatry and many gods. The Hebrews seemed comfortable to cry out to God in repentance and willing to follow God's direction in another season of change before these 400 years. So, were they too comfortable to cry out to God? Now they weren't at the end. This new Pharaoh was a true taskmaster. Even after they left Egypt, following Moses several times, they complained about wishing they were back in Egypt where there was food to eat. So possibly it took all these years for the people to be willing to follow a new season. You know, sometimes that's why we don't move into seasons of change. We're too comfortable where we're at. We don't have the faith to step out of the boats. It's like when I have to give up my career. Uh, most people, that would have been a hard thing to do. In fact, most people wouldn't have done it. Can we move into another season? Are we close enough to God to follow his leading? To trust in him. Romans 7.15 For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. Note, man is either a slave to sin or Christ. Men submit their will to anything or anybody that enslaves them, whether it is alcohol, drugs, nicotine, food, sex, etc. Our DNA is designed to serve. We either serve God or we serve somebody or something else which is in rebellion against God. The Egyptians, the Romans, served a myriad of gods, including engaging in all forms of debauchery, to please themselves. When we resist or run away from God, our need to serve is just misdirected. And we serve harsher masters like pride, hate, selfishness, greed, deception, indulgences that enslave and rob us of life. Until we finally submit to our, ourselves to God, as Romans seven fifteen explained, we cannot serve God as we're always and already serving another taskmaster. We are already a slave under bondage to our other addictions that won't be broken until we understand that times for change 
and the need for change and have a strategy for victory and success. You might understand the need for change, but if you don't change, you might understand if you're having a baby, I need to get to the hospital, but if you don't go to the hospital, you might understand you have a need, but then you have to take some action and get out of the boat. In other words, like Abraham, leave that place. The Hebrews were both in political slavery, Exodus 1, 8 through 10, economic slavery, Exodus 1, 11 through 14, as well as social and religious slavery or persecution, Exodus 1, 15 through 22. Now, Exodus 1, 8 through 10, political slavery. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we are. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And it happened in the event of war, they also join our enemies and fight against us, and so go up out of the land. There is meetings, conspiracies going on right now, how to control Christians and Judeo-Christian values, conservatives. They don't want to give up leadership. Economic slavery, Exodus 1, 11 through 14. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens. They built for Pharaoh supply cities, Pithom and Ramis. For the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. In other words, they became even meaner. They made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in mortar, in brick, and all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor, with a lot of anger, hatred, viciousness. Exodus 1, 15 through 22 says they were also in social and religious slavery or persecution. We're seeing political slavery. We're seeing economic slavery in America right now. We're also in religious slavery, social slavery, persecution, where our God-given rights and freedoms are trying to be constantly taken away, nullified. The Ten Commandments has been removed out of some buildings. We're in persecution. We need to move into another season. And it's going to take the people of God to rise up and say, enough is enough, and I'm going to follow God. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shifra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, when you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, kill him. But if it is a daughter, let it live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded him, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Egypt called the midwives and said to them, why have you done this thing and saved the male children alive? Midwives said to Pharaoh, because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come. Therefore, God dealt with well with the midwives. See, here they had a law, yet a policy uh, under the king, but it was an unlawful God, law under God, and they violated it. You know, I've written an article, A Christian's Responsibility to a Hostile Government. There's times we disobey civil law when it's against the laws of God. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, every son who is born you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Because they did not recognize the seasons of change, the Hebrews suffered political slavery. 
Exodus 1, 8 through 10. Economic slavery, Exodus 1, 11 through 14. And they suffered persecution, Exodus 1, 15 through 22. Because they did not recognize the seasons of change. It should have never taken 400 years to move out of that season, to recognize they were in violation of the will of God, the word of God, to repent, to call on God, to take action. So God finally sent a deliverer. He sent Moses. They were too comfortable. If we're too comfortable in our position, in our sin, sometimes that stops us from moving into a season of victory. God is a God of justice, and we can move into a different season if we repent and call upon God to deliver us and lead us into a season of victory. Psalm 99.4, the king's strength also loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. So God is a God of justice, of equality, of equity, of fairness. Psalm 103.6, the Lord executes righteousness. Righteousness is the will of God. And justice for all who are oppressed. They were oppressed, but they finally were willing to move out of that season of being comfortable in sin in Egypt. And when they finally were willing to move out of that season, they repented, they called on God, and he sent a deliverer. Sometimes we need to change jobs, but we're too comfortable to change jobs, and God has to turn up the heat until we're suffering more. And finally, we hear the voice of God, and finally we call on God, and he gives us a way of escape. Psalm 146, 7 through 9. Who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food for the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widows. But the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. Again, the Lord loves justice. He gives justice for those that are oppressed. Again, the season, they call out to God. He gives food for the hungry. He provided food for the Hebrews in the wilderness for 40 years. Manna, water. But they had to move out of the season of being comfortable and getting food from Pharaoh and the Egyptians. There was a time that they complained. Let's go back to Egypt. We've got to be tired of sin. We've got to be tired of being in a place of being comfortable if God is leading us to get out of that season. No, God wants us to learn from our past mistakes. Learn from what God has done for us and now live it out. He wants us to live in the future, not the past. Some people live in the past and they destroy themselves. Deuteronomy 10, 18 through 19. He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow. He loves the stranger, giving him food and clothing. Therefore, love the stranger, for you are strangers in the land of Egypt. We need to be kind to all people. All people. Not just those we know. Not just those that are relatives or close friends. God does not know a stranger. And neither should we. In other words, we should give a smile and a welcome hand. We should show love to all men. Isaiah 1.17, learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. We try to do that. 
Adalia is leading the Dorcas Fund for widows and orphans. We try to speak up for those that are oppressed all over the world. I meet with governments trying to bring peace and prosperity through Judeo-Christian values, through the values of the kingdom of God. We try to bring justice for all. The Bible says, if the righteous rule, the people are blessed. They prosper. If evil men rule, the righteous are persecuted. Right now, the righteous are being persecuted under this present administration. We need a new season. We need to get rid of these people that are anti-Christ, anti-God, that have no values other than the values they've created for themselves. They can't even define what a girl is. You tell me how far we have gone into insanity. All of history and every nation can define a girl, but the last nomination for Supreme Court Justice, this lady couldn't do it. Either she's too blind or too dumb to be the Supreme Court Justice. Unfortunately, our wicked Congress put her in. Right becomes wrong, wrong becomes right, Jesus said, before I return. Only the science of judgment will prevail unless the righteous rise up and stop this insanity. Remember, the Hebrews were also under spiritual slavery, bondage. Pharaoh's crown had a picture of a snake. Satan always kills, and Pharaoh killed the little boys of the Hebrews. We've killed 70 million babies in America. 70 million. We haven't stopped abortion in America just because the Supreme Court said it wasn't ever justified in the Constitution. There are still many, many states blue states that will continue to do abortion. We need to understand we've won a small victory, but we haven't won the war by any means. And if we give up, they'll turn around and take away your freedom still because they're already planning to counterattack. What can they do to even nullify that? Can they flood the court with liberal judges? Let me tell you, this thing is not over. They're even willing, I believe, to lie, cheat, and steal and kill or create a civil war. Create martial law. Why? Because the snake is on their crown. Pharaoh and Egypt openly declared war on God by killing the babies. As America is doing today, America is under spiritual bondage as well. Exodus 9.1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and tell him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they might serve me. We must repent and declare the truth of God. We must be true ambassadors of Jesus Christ to move into God's divine season of favor. We can come out of seasons of social, political bondage, economic bondage, religious persecution as a nation if we can cause another great awakening, leading enough people to repent of sins of abomination. The nation is condoning now. And they are living in. There must be a national repentance. Individually, we become free of the seasons of failure and sickness and depression and poverty. We can be set free individually. That doesn't mean we're set free on a national scale. No people could be set free individually under those 400 years of slavery, but they were still under Egypt until enough of the Hebrews repented on a national scale scale and called out to God. Again, individually, we can become free from the sins of failure, sickness, disease, and poverty by calling on the Lord in repentance and mercy and grace to
to deliver us and set us free. We can move with the seasons of God, direction and leading of the Holy Spirit. The season of freedom. We must understand the times of change in our lives and listen and obey God as he directs us out of bondage into prosperity. Directs us out of bondage into prosperity. Directs us out of sickness into divine health, protection, and victory in every area of our lives. Let's move out of that season of failure, depression, sickness, disease. John 8, 34 through 36. Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whosoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. We're sons of God. That word plural. Men and women, we are sons of God. We can be free from the curse that's under sin. We can move into another season, as I've done three months on the movers and shakers that understood the word of God and moved from constant sickness and disease and death, watching their families die, to now watching their families become healed. And how they saw death many times stop and the person was instantly healed. They moved from a different season a different season in understanding, a different season of trusting in God, of understanding that God does not create sin, disease, and death. That's Satan. God is an enemy of disease and death. He's an enemy of Satan. When we understand that, then we fight it. We don't cooperate with it. We don't condone it. We don't sit back like a Muslim and say, whatever will be, will be. Ancha Allah. That's not our mentality. It is of a religious person. Well, not somebody that knows their God. Genesis 15, 12 through 16. Now the sun was going down. A deep sleep fell upon Abram. And a, behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in the land that is not theirs. They will serve them. They will be afflicted by them for 400 years. And also the nation whom they serve I will judge. Afterward they will come out with great possessions. Now as for you... You shall go to your father in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But the fourth generation, they shall return here. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. The science of judgment. Every person, every nation has a cup of iniquity. When it reaches its full, then it boils over into judgment. First for redemptive purposes, if there will be repentance, if not for destruction. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The people for 400 years still looked at the promises of God. That they would have a land of milk and honey. They would possess riches. They did not give up that mentality. That kept them going. There's promises we will not give up. And as you hold on to those promises, you can see your victory. Exodus 12, 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I'll execute judgment. I am the Lord. The Lord can defeat all of our enemies. He can bring judgment down where we felt there would be no escape and our enemies are defeated. Exodus 6, 1 through 8. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I'll do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will let you go. With a strong hand he will drive you out of the land. And God spoke to Moses and said, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, Lord, I was not known to them. 
I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage in which they were strangers. And I have heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians kept in bondage. And I've remembered my covenant. I remembered what I told you. Your ancestors, I will keep my word. When you meet my conditions, I'll bring you out. And I'll bring you out of their burdens. And you'll escape from Egypt. I'll rescue you from your bondages. I'll redeem you with an outstretched hand. And great judgment will fall on the Egyptians. I will take you as my people. I will be your God. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I'll bring you into the land which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as an inheritance. I am the Lord. The promises in God are there. As Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as the Hebrews during those 400 years understood and kept their eyes on the promises of God, it sustained them. As they cried out to God, instead of being comfortable in their position or their sin, as they cried out and repented, God sent a deliverer, and they had their freedom in every way. May God richly bless you. Call out to God. God will give you freedom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.